Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little different. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. Today we're doing another bonus episode. This episode is a recording of a panel we did at LeakyCon 2018 in Dallas with Louis Cordice, who played Blaze Zabini, and Luke Youngblood, who played Lee Jordan in the Harry Potter films. Also, joining us was Constance Gibbs and Portia Patterson, talking about being black at Hogwarts and in the fandom. Really quick announcements. Uh, use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. You can also tag and follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. Become a Patronus and send us a cheering charm. BlackGirlsCreate.org slash donate. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on social media, and join our Slack channel. No news. Um, we'll get that in the regular episode, but happy Black Wizard History Month. Happy Black Wizard History Month. Hey. Hi, Hello. Everyone. All right. <laughs> hey guys. Oh no, I left the thing. Oh well. What thing? That's why Portia's here. I like to wing it. Portia printed out like very nice things so I could be prepared and oh. yeah. Oh. Preparation. Back up. There's always back up. Ravenclaw, you know. Cool. Well, welcome to the Hogwarts BSU panel. Thank you for coming. We're very excited to be doing this. Thank um, you. So we kind of. So <clears throat> Hogwarts. If you are not. Um, familiar with what a BSU is, um, stands for Black Student Union. Um, They're often found in colleges, high schools, a lot of schools um, that are predominantly white, and it's like a space for black people to kind of come together and find community within these spaces. Um, and so we, um, Robin and I, are, we didn't introduce ourselves. We have a, yeah, actual, let's introduce ourselves yeah, and then introduce BSU. That, that happened really yeah. quickly. I realized. Yeah, that no Robin one knows and who I, I am. No one knows us. No one, I'm Bayana. Um, I am the um, co founder and editor in chief of Black Girls Create and then co host of the Wizard Team Harry Potter podcast. Um, I still I need do, to do this podcast, guys. You do. You do. I do. Um, hey, I, you have a message in your Facebook. I need to do the podcast. <laughs> yes, as you well. do. You do. So okay. I've, I've yes. just uh, Facebook and I don't really. Connect I, I figured. Well. So I figured. Sorry. I'm more of an Instagram guy this, these days. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, big, no, next time. Big okay. enough. Okay. Let's sorry. Keep going. We'll be talking. We'll go, go. Connie. Right. Constance. Uh, I am Connie. I'm the managing editor of Black Girls Create and host and residence of the Wizard Team podcast. Uh, so whenever they can't make it or whenever I decide I want to talk about Harry Potter feelings. from my black lens and with all my feelings, <laughs> um, I am a frequent co-host and we also have a uh, podcast about Doctor Who called Time and Relative Blackness in Space that we do also. I came up with that name. I'm Portia Patterson. I am a um, research team lead for HPA, Harry Potter Alliance. We had a booth upstairs. I'm usually there. Um, and I, I'm a frequent contributor to the Black Girls Create site. I do reviews and random things. Sometimes I talk to people during podcasts. It's kind of fun. <laughs> She's always there with the shady comment. <laughs> My name is Luke Youngblood. Um, I was in couple of the Harry Potter movies. Is that your second name, Youngblood? Yes. That's a cool name. It is. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. It's a very uh, Harry also, Potter name. But yeah, I was going to say, it's very. also like the black uncle, like what you call, like, what's up, Youngblood? Like, that's yeah. I know. Yeah. I hear it's that. really oh, funny, because you messaged, you messaged me, and it said Luke Youngblood, and I was thinking, is that your cat? Youngblood? <laughs> no, it's real. Like, oh, he moved to LA, really? and now he's real. Now he got yeah. real. <laughs> No, but going going to the toilet a few times in the back, there was one of the, the guys who's working there, and he was just like, "Yeah, whatever, young blur." And I was like, "Does he does he know? 
my name? Right. Or is he just saying that? I, I didn't really, I couldn't tell, but... Um, he doesn't know your name. He's just no, he saying. does. He knew my name. No. He knew. Did he, he knew. say, what's up, Luke Youngblood? What's up, what up Youngblood? <laughs> the second one, but... but. <laughs> he knew. Um, Lewis Cordice, Blazing Beanie. Uh, I don't live out here. I'm in the UK at the moment. I'm planning on... Um, Getting out to LA next do it, year for like three to four do months. It, yeah. do it, trying do to it. trying to build the profile in the US. So yeah, that's me. That's me. You have a built-in fan base. <laughs> I am Robin. I am also the co-founder of Black Girls Create. I uh, buy out of the content and make sure that we sound smart. And I do the social and like gifts um, <laughs> and the community part. So um, and as a part of the community, um, we have a project called Hogwarts BSU. And it's just a matter of, you know, you read the books, Blaze is like in and out there. Blaze's mother's like just makes you want to know more. Like Lee is quick with the Quidditch clap back and you're like, what is his internal life like? <laughs> and you just don't get to know those things. And so um, Hogwarts BSC was born of wanting to know those stories, but also wanting other black Potterheads to write themselves into this place and into these books that we love so much. So um, going full circle now, back to what a BSU is. Well, I mean, I think it's mostly what you just said. But okay. yeah, like writing yourself into these things and creating a community where folks can kind of like be in these spaces and feel supported, but also kind of realize that they exist and there are lots of people who And also, also to help navigate. If you work in like corporate America or whatever, you see a lot, they're called affinity groups now and like you know, like the black Googlers or Blackbird on Twitter or something like that, where it's just like you're in these spaces and you need one, it's really helpful to be like, someone said this thing, was that racist? <laughs> or am I tripping? Am I tripping? Or was that? And it's like nice to have those kinds of spaces and support systems. Yeah. Um, so my first question is kind of different in some ways for different people. Um, so I'm wondering from Lewis and Luke, like were there things that you thought about about your character coming into it beforehand based on kind of the things that were in the books or did, were there holes that you felt you had to fit, fill in, even just for yourself, it doesn't, it could have just been for fun. Um, were, yeah, were there any, was there anything that you thought about even after about your characters? Um. And um, this is really, really bad. But I'm, I'm someone, honesty is the best policy. And I do read, but I read about a lot of financial and, and stuff that can not, you know, stuff that educates me. Um, I've never read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> and it is bad. And in a way, I've got to be honest, in a way, um, I'm not, obviously, I, I, I will get around to doing it. But I think because of how I live my life, I am in, in everyday life, I'm a, I'm a normal muggle. Which as, as I would say, like my life is so normal. You know, I finished Harry Potter, um, you know, my dad, so if, if I was filming on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on a Thursday and Friday, my dad would have me up at 6.30 in the morning, six o'clock to go and work with him. So I was always taught that, yeah, you know, you, you can pursue acting, but at the same time you're gonna, not that acting isn't a real job, but I think my dad was always, you know, you always drilled into me that you need to have a, a consistent income. You know, you need to be able to work hard. You need to understand the value of money. Um, so 
And I think with obviously how huge Harry Potter is, if I was to read the books and actually realize how big my part is and how, who, who I actually am, I don't know how I'd take it because I don't see myself as famous. I would never walk around like I'm someone that is famous. You know, the way that I look at it, it doesn't matter if you're a cleaner, it doesn't matter if you're a superstar, you are the same in my eyes. I will hold the door open for you, I will say thank you, I will say please. Um, so that's how I, you know, that's how I lived my life. And it was like, for me, Harry Potter was a job. You know, and that's, that was what it was, it was a job. It was like a, a nine to five, I finished, I went home. Um, outside of it, again, you know, I play football, I play sports. You could meet me, you know, there's, there's people that still know me today that don't know that I filmed Harry Potter. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just how I like to keep it. If, if you find out, great, we can have that conversation. But I will never sit there and say, yeah, I, I played Harry Potter. No, it's like, yeah. I yeah. named my car after you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it, I don't know. It's just probably the way that I've chosen um, to sort of go, you know, live, live, live the life. Only because of how I've seen, you know, there's certain actors that you see that, do get taken in by it, and then the moment that they stop doing what they're doing, it's like they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's how I take the approach on life, and if I get back into acting and I get a film, great, it's a job, I'll do it, but I will never think of it as me being a star. It's just I'm how I like to go about it. you've never read fanfic? Uh, <laughs> because so, let me tell because you. Because we have, I mean, that's a thing that we're gonna talk about, but yeah, I just. I've, I've um, yeah, I've. I've I found out about that at LeakyCon in Chicago in 2011, and um, I think that's still a memory to this day of me being so confused when so someone sorry. said to me about, <laughs> about obviously no, Ginny, um, Ginny Weasley and, and Blaze, but yeah, I've, I've, I mean, you know, I've yeah. read a bit, yeah. yeah. Um, naughty, 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 naughty. Luke, what about you? When, um, when I started the, the movies, I was pretty young, yeah. so I was... I think I just turned 14 when I first auditioned for, um, for the films. And I didn't really know how big Harry Potter was gonna be. And a friend of mine had been reading the books and um, it was when I was, I was in The Lion King on stage. And she, and she was just like, Luke, this, this book is amazing. It's about a boy who's a wizard who doesn't know he's a wizard, but he is. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Then my agent calls and she says, you've got this audition for Harry Potter. I'm like, Harry Potter, why does, that, why does that ring a bell? And then I read the books and obviously I was hooked like everybody. Um, but when you're, when you're reading something like that, I think just because the world of it was, it was written in a way that was so far from anything that us lot were used to, you just kind of like went down the rabbit hole of this fantasy. And especially being um, like a person of color, it wasn't something that I necessarily thought about in that moment of time because I was 14 in this fantastical world. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, after seeing the movies and growing older and things like that, you do realize how important it is. And so many other black people and other people of color have come up to me and been like, Luke, you, you don't understand how important it was for us to be represented on the screen. And that's like a huge, to me, that's like such a huge responsibility, which is why I'm kind of glad that in the same way that, um, in the same way that Louis went into it, that we were just going in to just do our thing instead of having that on the top of our, on, on the top of our head at this point. Um, 
But I do think that from the books to the movies, it was, it was something that later on I started to look out and be like, oh, there's, a, there's another black person there and there's another <laughs> black person there. And like, guys, we're, we're magical even in real life. So. Right, right. But it was, um, it was great to be able to see an array, um, which isn't necessarily something that you may build into your own head when you're reading the book. Mm -hmm. So when you are bringing something to the screen, and me being from London, there it's like the most multicultural place on the planet. So that was the visual that I had in my head when I was going through it, whereas that might not be the case for some other people. Right. So when you were filming, um, and you were doing like certain scenes or whatever, were you thinking, okay, this is what I would do if I was at school, or were you thinking like, this is what Lee would do because you had read the books by that point? I, yeah, I was approaching it in that second way. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not the reason why I'm really good friends with James and Oliver. I actually do like them who play the <laughs> twins. <laughs> they're, they're all right people. Um, but I, I, yeah, I kind of thought like Lee would do this. I knew that he was a bit more mischievous so, than what I would be like in, in real life. So I would approach the character from that standpoint. So you were writing fanfic? <clears throat> Mm, I, suppose, I suppose so. I mean, all the stuff that wasn't in the final cut of the movie, what we were doing behind the scenes, <laughs> could, yeah, yeah, it could be. Not we all were... fanfic is dirty. Well, so that was why, so as a segue. Segue. Connie. Hi. Um, has actually written, so far, we have a Hogwarts BSU project on our website where we have, where we ask, like, black Potterheads if they would like to write, then they write themselves or black characters um, write stories about them. Mm -hmm. um, and Connie has actually wrote about Lee and Blaze in two separate what posts. Did you write? And they're amazing. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Oh, oh, very please good. Talk to me, please. What did you write? It's not any weird. <laughs> nothing weird. It's nothing, nothing weird. weird. It's all of All PG. Your children can read it. Um, so um, the first thing I did was writing a. It's called Do Black Wizards Nod? And so for anyone who doesn't know, um, when people of color, but especially black people, see each other in a space that is very filled with other white people, if you see a black person, you kind of like recognize each other and you sort of like give them the nod. Like, I see you. Hey, we're here in this space. Like, if you need anything, you know. So um, the first story that I came up with was um, Dean Thomas arriving on the platform. You know, he's a muggle born, doesn't know anything about this magical world, and his mother comes with him, and you know, they're looking around the platform, there's a lot of white faces, and then they see Blaze Zabini, and his mother runs over like, I found another black family, you're gonna be okay, I'm okay with leaving you here, because there are more black people. Um, and so, you know, they walk over, and obviously, you know, we know that like Blaze and Dean are very two very different people, Muggleborn, you know, very wealthy, uh, pure-blood wizard, and so the idea was sort of like, okay, they're not actually going to like each other. Um, and so it was just the awkwardness of like, your mom walking you over to another person who looks like you, but you're not gonna be friends. Um, and sort of that like dynamic. Um, and then, you know, just sort of rolling into the beginning of Sorcerer's Stone where it's like, and then Dean finds Seamus and it's like, that's who his friends are gonna be. But then at some point, Bayana and I were talking about- um, We have a lot of feelings about Blaze Zabini. <laughs> we have what so could happen many later? Blaze it kind of, and more, It kind of spiraled. It we gave, Blaze's mother, I think, yeah. is a character of her Oh, in her own right in the Black Girls Create Wizard team. Her name is Nicola, for any of you guys. <laughs> she looks Zabini. exactly like, do you know Amon, the, the model? model. <laughs> That's her. 
just so you know. Just high powered, those cheekbones, yeah. you know, real dark skin, just like, I will slay you and you will like it. Literally, <laughs> literally slay literally you. Literally slay you. Um, but just going into that dynamic of like two kids who are very different and kind of initially don't like each other, um, living in different houses, but being, you know, one of the only black people in those houses, I was like, well, what if Dean and, and Blaze eventually did become friends because they realized that we're isolated in this community that like, you know, Blaze is in the Slytherin common room and it's like, there's Draco and his crew and they're all like talking about pure blood nonsense and it's like, well, that doesn't seem right. But then as like none and of the- Pansy Parkinson flinging um, racial, racial slurs. slurs. at Angelina Johnson calling her hair worms. Like, you know, like that's not a, something that like as a black person, maybe Blaze wouldn't really be cool with all of that. So, um, and he's looking at all the other houses and all the other black folks and it's just like, well, what if I was in a community with them. So I took the idea of our project, Hogwarts BSU, and was like, oh, what if Blazy Beanie, being the Slytherin, you know, go-getter that he is, started a Hogwarts Black Student Union? Um, and just like the idea of like him and Dean, you know, they're in the same house, they're in the same grade, even though for six years, uh, for six books, we don't hear Blaze's name and like meet him as a character, but he's in the same class as Draco. Like if he's raising his hand, Draco's raising his hand, they're, you know, they share classes with Harry a lot. So it was sort of like, you know, he's just sitting in the back looking in po double potions, like, y'all see this, Dean? Like just giving each other the look across the room. Um, and so is it's like- really just starting to, uh, to poison, poison this toad? toad? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> my man trying to poison a toad? I'm a call um, my mom. Just like giving each other the look and stuff. So the idea of like eventually they just came together and was like started this, you know, a black student union and got uh, Hermione and uh, Angelina and Lee and Blaze and Lavender. Lavender Brown was brown. Lavender Brown is uh, brown. It's brown. <laughs> um, and just like joining together and sort of like having a space in Hogwarts to be black and magical. So those were like two of the stories that I wrote and I wrote two more. And then your Lee, Lee fic. Oh, my Lee yeah. Jordan what, what about fic. me? What about me? <laughs> my Lee Jordan fic is my favorite one that I've written. It's like one thing I'm like super proud of. Um, it's the idea of, so obviously we know that Lee Jordan starts Potter Watch in book seven. And I was like, well, how did he get there? Um, we don't really know that much about Lee's backstory. Um, and so I think, you know, on maybe the Harry Potter wiki or something, it's like he's a half-blood um, and maybe his mother's muggle-born. And so the idea of like, his parents have left the country because, you know, all the stuff's going down, muggle registration and stuff. And we know that he stays. And so it's like, well, what, how did he come to the decision of starting Potter Watch? And I feel like, especially right now, uh, many of us may be struggling with the idea of like, how do you resist in a way that feels natural to you? Um, and so he's like reading the paper and it's just like, wow, there, you know, the paper is just spewing lies all day, every day. And he goes to see the twins and they're, you know, at the shop and obviously they have the shop and that's like the fun side of like, this is the distraction that people need when things are really dark in the world. You know, maybe you go to a Harry Potter convention when things are really dark in the world and to distract yourself from everything that's happening. Um, but obviously in the back of their shop, they have the, the, the defense products that they're like giving to the ministry and to um, the people in the order. And so Lee sees that and he's just like, that's a perfect thing for them. But what is perfect for me? I'm sort of tired of following them around all the time, being, you know, the third wheel in their like twin duo situation. So 
what could I do? And so then he talks to Remus because obviously you would want to go to Remus Lupin as your mentor. Um, and, you know, we know that Lee's voice was very important in Hogwarts. Like, we all love, you know, his commentary during the Quidditch matches. Thank and so you the- so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it so it's like the good. idea of, you know, your voice mattering and being important. And so Remus sort of inspires him to think about how he could use his voice to help people in this time, and obviously that's how he comes to start Potter Watch. And so um, it's just like, how do you find what, how do you find a way to affect the world in a way that is perfect for you and uses the skills that everyone already knows that you have? So that's what I thought of with that one. I love that story. <laughs> yeah, Thank that you. was great. <laughs> we'll make sure that you, we send it to you so you can read the whole thing. It's great. It's yes, one please. of my favorites. Um, so kind of on that, along that, are there any, um, Portia, I know you, you have, everyone has headcanons, but I know Portia has headcanons as well, but is anyone, like for Connie and Portia, and I guess all of us, are there any kind of other things that you've thought about for other characters who are explicitly black or ones that you just kind of read that way? Um, and then for Lewis and Luke, are there any ones that people have brought to you about your characters specifically that you either liked a lot or thought were really Or have stuck with weird. you, you can't get it out yeah, of your Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be like... Any what? Sorry. Any, I, oh, headcanon. So it's like a theory. <laughs> any, like, Okay, so let's do fandom 101. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, yes. Um, so, okay. So a headcanon is like a theory or a of information or backstory about your character that someone, that not, someone else it's has made up. It's not in the book. It's, it's made up. Book. It's made up. Okay. And you and create you, your own. Yeah. Yeah, so if you might have your own that you gave Lee Jordan to help you figure out how Lee Jordan thought whenever he was doing commentary. Like, or, oh, this is... Oh, like, okay. Right. Or did someone, or has anyone come up to you and been like, I really thought Lee was like this, or I really thought Lee had this particular backstory or this particular thing, but... Or, well, any, like, story that maybe a fan has come up to you and asks about... Um, like spoken to you about your character, and it's just like, oh, you thought you thought all of that. Okay, <laughs> sure, cool. I guess. I, if I anyone has like shared that with I you, think, um, not not that anyone said it, but I, I remember being casted as Blaze, and and there was some, you know, there was a lot of talk where they were like, oh, we thought Blaze was a girl. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of that when the because yeah. um, when we first meet Blaze, it's literally in like the first chapter where Harry is getting sorted in the Sorting Hat. And it just Zabini Blaze, and then that's it. So it was like Blaze was especially like it's a unique enough name that it could go either way. So the fanfic was like Blaze was a girl, Blaze was a, you know anything really. So yeah. No, so I think that for me was like yeah, I just remember because at the time, <laughs> as I say, I knew about Harry Potter. I always knew because I was a double for Dean Thomas two and a half years okay. um, before I got too tall. So, <laughs> um, and now you see Alfie and I'm like, how you feeling? You're all right, <laughs> you're all right, Alfie. Like, he's so tall. Um, so obviously going on the forums and seeing, seeing the bits online, I think that was one of the biggest things that popped up where, like I say, everyone was just kicking off, like, no, Blaze is a girl. Like, what's, what's happening here? So I think that's the only thing that I've seen. But I think the great thing is when I met JK at the first premiere, um, Tell us more about that. Yeah. <laughs> so when I met JK, and it was it was something I'll never ever forget. She she pulled me up. Funny enough, like I, I looking around and you see her and you're trying to get close to her, but you can never you never could get close to her. Just there was always people with her. And um, I remember standing there with my mum, and she tapped me on the back, and I turned around. And she was just like, "Hey, it's a pleasure to meet with you." And and um, she said, "I'm going to be 
totally honest with you, and I'm thinking, oh, God, what, what, what's going on here? Um, she said, when we casted you, it was like you turned what I visioned. You know, you are exactly what I visioned of Blaze when writing the part. Um, so obviously, thank you for, for being a part. And I was like, thank me, thank you. Thank you, like, give me a minute. You know I mean? um, so I think that, that was, yeah, that was one of the best That's things awesome. about yeah. Blaze. Yeah. I think the only like headcanon I have about Professor, well, about specifically about Girl Plank, which is like a wizard team thing that we've been <laughs> doing in the podcast. We've made a couple of people who probably in the books we don't know what race they are. We've given Girl Plank she's a hard pressed black woman who um, she has to fill in for Hagrid when he's out. And um, it's like, hey, this man don't have no, no lesson, lesson plan. plan. He just doesn't figure he it out. He had y'all doing what with a what? And a manticore and a crab? A what? A what? Oh, come, come oh, on. Oh, children. Children, come. Sit in a circle. Come he on, baby. Come on. <laughs> I have the same thing, too. Yeah. We have the same kind of weather team thing with Madame Pomfrey. <laughs> She's like, y'all just not going to be. Come into my hospital room. You just like, in the hospital. What is, what is wrong with you? Looking like a cat. I think my favorite. We're not going to call your mama? <laughs> you just going to polyjuice motion yourself into a cat? And I'm but gonna, also, oh, she mm. minds her business. She does she not tell. Her she business. does not ask questions. She walks around with purse lips, says nothing. I don't know if HIPAA is a thing in the UK, but it is a thing in Hogwarts because Pomfrey is. But that's and you like guys also cast her um, for uh, Black Wizard History Month as Miranda Bailey yeah, from Grey's Anatomy, and like now that's all I picture when I see <laughs> when I think of her. And so I also wrote a story about Poppy Pomfrey um, being best friends with Minerva in like high in you know in school because um, uh, part of uh, McGonagall's backstory is that she was a Quidditch player and that she like injured herself in the final year and she lost to Slytherin and that's why she's like Gryffindor must always beat Slytherin. Um, I just need you guys so, all to think about. McGonagall and Pomfrey going to Dumbledore when he announces that the Triwizard Tournament is coming. <laughs> and then when Harry's name gets pulled out and then he's like, well, I guess there's nothing we can do. And <laughs> like, they're just like, he's a child. <laughs> I just need you all to think about that. Yes. And then Imagining go write those Imagining Miranda Bailey from Grey's <laughs> Anatomy yeah, as Ron Pomfrey. Similarly, sorry, just to yes, interject. Um, similarly to Louis, um, people actually thought that Lee Jordan was a girl because my voice was so high in the first oh, movie. No. <laughs> and no. the wig that I was wearing, too. Oh, but, yeah. wig? Yeah. Good yeah. tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a... I think my hair was a number one. It was shorter than, than Louise's is right now. Wow. And, um, yeah, they... I would be on... I think it took, like, maybe two or three weeks before people realised that the person who was showing up and leaving every morning was the same person who was on set. <laughs> okay. um, which was quite surprising to me because I feel like I, my face looked the same and my voice sounded I've, the same. <laughs> I've got to be honest, for how well you, you, know, you commentated on, on the Quidditch game, man, I think you should look at that as a profession as well, a little side profession, because you were very good at it. I'm Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Um, yeah, if there's any um, ESPN or... <laughs> well, let me just say, I, I'm an Arsenal fan, don't hit me, but I have a really hard time waking up at 7 in the morning, but if you were calling me watches... You'd be, you'd be up at 6.45. I'd 6 be 45. up. I would be up. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't tape them, fall asleep on my couch, and then try to catch up in And later. Arsenal's my... Even though I don't like football, don't kill me, but um, it's so boring. 90 minutes, and you might, you might score a goal. It's beautiful. 
Nah, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> no. we, we, we you gotta, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to disagree with Robin. She gets offended lie. Sorry, very quickly. I, I, I get offended. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, what about it now? What? It's so boring. <laughs> the world's game. Yes. Yes, lady we in the third row. We are in the World Cup year. Y'all better hush. But what I will say is this, because I'm from North London, so if there was a team that I had to has support, to it has to be Arsenal. It has to be Arsenal. It has to be Arsenal. Chelsea. Uh, no, leave. Okay, enough. Leave. Exile. This is, also, this is not football BSU. This is not BSU. Sorry to derail the conversation. Sorry. Um, anyone, Portia, do you have... You, if, if you don't mind me asking you girls, uh -huh. like, what, what was it that... Um, I mean, do you, do you all know each other from growing up, or is it a case? Well, Robin and I are related. Right, I know. Okay. Bayana's known me her entire life, unfortunately. Right, 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 right. But we know each other because of Harry Potter. Like, even Bayana and I, like, we know each other, right? But we know each other, and we're basically best friends because of Harry Potter. Right. Um, right. I'm older than her. I think we might have told the story once before, and she came to... Basically, I think what happened was she came to get away from her brother and sister. Um, so she came to stay with us for a week, and my mom was like, you have to do things. And I was like, I, have you met me? I don't do things. And then... Um, going outside? What's that? Go, yeah. And so then I was looking at Bayana. I was like, well, what do you want to do? And she was like, uh. And I was like, well, uh. And then she's like, I did bring... I'm rereading Harry Potter right now, and I brought it. And I was like, oh, you like Harry Potter? And she was like, yeah, you like Harry Potter? And I was like... Yeah, you know, it's cool, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, as we started, I was like, oh, you like Harry Potter? And then all we did that week was read the book and then watch the movie until my mom, and then my mom would go, get the F out of my house, go somewhere, son. She made us go, on, she like, made us go to SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. She was like, we're going to SeaWorld. And then we just walked around SeaWorld talking about Harry Potter and then went back. <laughs> and then, like, a few years later, Robin moved up because she's from Southern California. I'm from Northern California. And so she moved up. To yeah, where, to the bay. To the bay, and so she like the first time she. Hey. Um, so she. So she. Well, actually, it was before that she like came up for. Um, like Harry a Potter weekend. Yeah, she was just she texted me. She was like, "I'm coming. We're watching Harry Potter." And I was like, "Lit. Let's do this. I'm ready. Let's go." Um, and then she moved up here, and then we kind of since then have just been super close and started a website and started a. And I always wanted to do a podcast, and then we started a podcast, and then we did this really dumb thing where we were like, we want to hear from y'all, and then they started talking, and they never stopped. And now we're friends. What? Well, Look, their podcast we says, we want to so hear much. your thoughts and feelings. It doesn't say and feelings. It does say and feelings. And it so I brought some feelings. feelings. Like, I have strong she feelings. She brought all the feelings. And Robin's like, I didn't want your feelings. We give the feelings. Well, because Connie also <laughs> does it when we don't ask for it. No one else is thinking about Connie Harry will be Potter. Like, it'll she'll be just a, be like, oh, but you remember that time when Remus and Sirius did that thing? It'll be a sunny Wednesday, and you're enjoying, like, you're thinking about all that life has to offer. And then Connie will be like, so you remember that time when Remus died? And you're like, <laughs> it's not that drastic. Why? And then Portia is an intellectual, so then she will break down all of the ways in which the systematic injustices of Remus's life caused for his death. They did, absolutely. And then you're like, I need a nap. <laughs> a sad nap, as Robin calls them. Sad naps are important. Self-care. So that's I how you... No, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear how you guys have come together to create, you know, what you have. And I think that, again, shows how special Harry Potter is. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, I was, I was going to... Now I have a question, guys. Please do. Um, being from America 
and I assume that you read the books before you watched the movies. Mm -hmm. So you read the book and then you have, and I don't know if any of you had been to the UK before or kind of experienced school life over there or what it was kind of like Not to grow up. Not before the movies came out, no. So you read the books and so you have this idea in your head of how it is. When you saw the movies, was it completely different from, from how you thought school life might be? Because like for us, I, kind of, I could see exactly what the uniforms were going to be like before I even went to the movies, well, uh, I a, into the movie. I knew exactly what the food was going to taste like. like just. The, the, sorry, your face when you said that. Was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am a child compared to, not to say that y'all are old, but every time I say my age, yeah, she's sorry, when I'm reading the books when she was six. Right, like I'm 24, so every, but every time I say that or I say like okay, when yeah, I was you born, are a child. Right, everyone's <laughs> like, ugh, why are you over here? But like, so I started reading the books when I was six years old, and so I, that was, before that I was going to, I was like homeschooled, but it was preschool and kindergarten, so you don't have to go to school, um, at my godmother's house, and so we're just like in her house, right? And so um, that was the first year I actually went to school, um, and so, like, in terms of reading a different... It didn't confuse me at all because I had never been to school. I'm just thinking about <laughs> six years old. That first book was quite big. Yeah. Yeah. She I had the six-year-old little sister who's reading it now, and she's like, but... And we're like, read the book. <laughs> I'm like, if I, I, I did this, I know we, you can we, do we it. We know you can she's do it. She's also very bright. I'm not like... Yeah. We're she, not, it's not homework. She can read she the can words. She can read the words. It's um, just a matter of like having yeah, the attention well, it started, span. It started off with my parents reading it to me, and then they are busy people and have lots of things to do and have two other kids, and one of them was a baby. Um, and so I just was like, well, I liked it when you were reading it to me, so I'm going to just pick it up myself. And then You're I became obsessed. You're not going fast enough. <laughs> I became obsessed, and so now they just leave me alone. I would say that I didn't have a problem, but I thought it was a fantasy world. And then when I did go to the UK, like the first time I got on a um, train um, and someone came by with a cart, and I was like, yo, there's a trolley lady. It's real. And like that to me, I thought was like just her imagination and we're in the magical world and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then when I went to college, I was in college and I had someone um, from the UK that was in like my dorm or whatever and they were talking about their school and their houses and I was like, what do you explain? And then he was like, well, I was in this house and then my friends were in like, and I was like, like, like Ravenclaw, Gryffindor <laughs> and he was like, I mean, kind of, but yeah. And I was like, whoa, I thought all of that was made up. Yeah. So, like, the school part is school. Like, they go to classes, they don't like them. I don't understand that life. I don't know why our main characters don't like school, besides Hermione. But um, the houses, the trolley lady, all of that stuff, I thought was a part of her imagination. And the, you know, London and all that stuff I got. It was a city. I'm a city kid. Like, that made sense. But I mean, when we were, we were in London, I guess I was two years ago now, and... We were doing this like self-guided tour, Harry Potter tour, because we were like, we don't want to have to go at the same pace of yeah. other people. <laughs> um, and so we were like, we had we found something online, and we were just in there like, well, if you turn here, this could be Diagon Alley. <laughs> and we were like, this okay, sure, whatever. And so then we get there, and we're like, nah, this could be Diagon, Diagon Alley. Alley. Oh. And then I found like three other places oh. that could be Diagon Alley. And, I'm and like, then oh. when we were in Dublin for LeakyCon last year, I was like, look at this Irish Diagon no. Alley. <laughs> so last, I think it was two weeks ago. I was in Edinburgh, and obviously JK is from Edinburgh, yeah. and I'd never, obviously never been to the city, never been, and honest to God, I promise you, if anyone has the opportunity to go there, being a Harry Potter fan, just because everything I was seeing on set 
she got it like it was that's where it's come from because honestly there's houses built on like uh, I can't even explain it <laughs> but the architecture there is Hogwarts yeah. so I think if there's any city that I've ever been to that reminds me of the sets it's Edinburgh so if you ever get the chance to go out there as a Harry Potter fan get there because honestly you will understand where she visualized what she's put into you know the books or the films because for me it was just like yeah this is this is like Diagon Alley <laughs> like, this is like the houses like this is it was crazy so yeah Edinburgh for me is um, it's a great city I need to get back there 100% what about y'all I'm exactly where Rick Robin was I was like is this I just assumed it was all made up so when I figured when I so I watch a lot of just and an ungodly amount of British television. <laughs> um, I just really love it. I don't. I Same. Yeah. I just, so after, after. Is it I, the accent? No. Not really. Not the accent. No. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it? it doesn't hurt. But there are things like some some of my like I Richard Iowati. I watch like all of his stuff. Like Travel Man should be. I don't know why I can't. I have to watch it on YouTube. That's rude. But like, it's the it's the humor. It's the like. Y'all make like dramas that are like literally about nothing and they're so riveting. I also really just I love mysteries. The mystery. No one gets a British mystery like a British person. Yes, like the, like the cozy are... mystery. You guys got clergymen like solving murders, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and then serving you tea afterwards. And I'm like, I wanna be here. And it's also very calm. Like it's we, calm. Amer American television. And like, there's not I'm, a lot of guns. Right. And I'm the first person to watch to a London? show with. Well, <laughs> your mysteries are not Texas. set in London. They're set in Grantchester. 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 The vicar is hot, <laughs> and he solves murders. He is. Oh my gosh. Yes. But it's also like a change, a nice change of pace because I am like so I watch a lot of gory television. I love explosions and I love space and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like no, sign you. me up. But also, watching just some shows where it's like, okay, we're just like Broadchurch. Broadchurch, walking horrible and, murder. But they're just beautiful seaside, right. and they're just like mose moseying along moseying the town, along. and you're like, this is bed like, and breakfast. This is very relaxing. Let me like, just, let me interrogate you on if you killed this child. But would you like a cuppa? We're doing our, our wizard team thing again. We're on a tangent. Oh, I had right. like a, I yeah, we haven't talked about the BSU at all. Yeah, no, some time. But I was saying, like, so I watched so much uh, British television that I figured out after time that school works that way somewhat. Actually, I've also watched like Misfits and other stuff that's like, well, that's like public school versus how private school works. <laughs> boarding school, so like, is American boarding school the equivalent of like British boarding school? I have no idea just because I haven't been to school in America before. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I, I actually can't answer that question at all. Um, I assume Did it either may of you be... go to boarding school at all? What's Saved by the no. Bell? Is that, is that... <laughs> no, I think that was yeah. public. Bayside? <laughs> I mean, we actually did have to go to class sometimes. <laughs> there were no milkshakes in the middle of the day. <laughs> mean Girls. Yes. Mean Girls was very but, like a, but an American boarding school, is that like Mean Girls? I imagine no, it to be pretty that's different. that's like Cruel Intention. Ooh. But... <laughs> Okay, I, did, I didn't watch that one. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't been to a private school or a boarding school, so I couldn't really answer that question. But I know people that have, and um, the education seems to be a lot better. 
they, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they do a lot like better things like in, money in there. I think in like year nine they're being given business studies and told right create a business like in normal school, you don't get that. Just nah. Must be nice, no. right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's also like this is a full tangent, but like where I went to school, I went to, I grew up in Anaheim, like next to Disneyland, and so we had like certain things that I thought, like, oh yeah, we're so cool. And then Bayana was in the Bay Area, and she went to a much bigger school, but she was like, oh yeah, we, I'm in my African American Studies class, and I was like, I'm sorry, you're what? In high school? I mean, we had the, for, I believe, first Black Studies department in. In oh, high school, in country, we had oh Black History Month. In, in we have Black Did History yeah. Month. We, we, like, we had we like we, if, at my high school, you could learn Swahili. You could take like Black psychology. You could like look at this nonsense. Thing. I, I, my, my all in your high school. <laughs> my like gym class was Afro Haitian dance. Like what? yeah, yep. Afro Afro Haitian we really dance. Here, Berkeley, California. I was can over here. Some of this? I, I was over here running the mile. No, it's been some time. I was over here running the mile, and she's like, I have Indigenous Peoples Day off, and it's Afro-Haitian dance. And I was like, I, I was in the wrong spot. <laughs> so it's also one of those things, too, where it's like access and where you live and um, regional, you know, things are so different by region. Okay. America's big. Yeah, very It big. really is. Because, like, growing up, because I basically grew up, like, right in the middle of London. Like, you can't get any more central than than where I was pretty much and um, I think kind of like having that experience and going into Harry Potter was um, I guess that like you couldn't help but just kind of like put your own spin on it yeah. like what you were doing and I think you had a similar um, experience with it and like going to public school and things like that I could see I think some of the things that we were doing on set for instance like my class in in secondary school was really really bad like naughty we got like banned from doing practicals in science because oh. someone decided to like throw a scalpel across the room oh one day oh. it was just like really bad things and um but then when we were on set we were just having so much fun and like chatting and we were the naughty kids like we were in in the school that i was in obviously we weren't throwing things around but um it's funny how so much of your everyday life really informs the work that you're doing on screen. And um, even like if you do become a different character per se, there is still part of you that, like part of the real you that is kind of embodied into, it, yeah. yeah, into that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Okay. Oh, no, 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 I was just gonna say obviously exactly what Luke has just said. Um, because as, as I've said, I hadn't read the book, so going into Hogwarts as Blaze, it was like, right, I'm just going to put my spin on it. I'm going to be me. And as I said, I'm someone that hates losing, so for me to bring my attitude out, just if we play a game of ping pong, pool, football, <laughs> if you're beating me, I'm Blaze. <laughs> I am, Fairly yeah, feast. I am, I am Blaze. Leave me alone for a little while. You know? yeah. I'll be all right in half an hour, maybe an hour, <laughs> depending on, on the game. So... Um, no, life, I think as an actor, a lot of our life experiences does come through the characters that we play. Um, you know, whether it be an emotional experience, whether it be a fun experience, whether it be a bad experience. So, you know, I think that's how I approach every single role. Because I've never done an acting lesson in my life. You know, I've never, I've never done an acting lesson. The only acting that I've ever done was in drama school. Um, so to, you know, when I was going to auditions, it was like, right, well, if, if this is the character, what would I do? You know, how would I bring my, 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 my character across into this role? So that's how I've approached every bit of acting that I've ever done. 
So my question, and it goes for everyone here, is because um, a large part of the BSU is finding people because you're not, it, you're usually like the only one or there aren't very many of you and then you have to, um, how do you like navigate going from living your life in a world in which you're surrounded by, you are the other, right? People are just instantly turning their head and looking at you like, oh, oh, there's some, there's some chocolate. I didn't, you know, whatever. Um, to, like, to like actively seeking out people who have those experiences and share them with you. It's a big Harry Potter thing where we argue about like the size of the school. Um, I went to a high school where there were five black kids and one of them was my brother and he didn't hang out with me on principle. So like I didn't, and, and then I went to a predominantly white institution for college and I didn't, I had to actively seek out other black people to be, to hang out with and just like, and also to like kind of reaffirm the things that I was seeing. Like was that something that you guys have dealt with and how do you kind of do that now as adults? I, 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 I hope that you could, I think, and this is the difference. I think for me, America is very different to the UK. Um, because, and again, I'm grateful for it. You know, I never grew up thinking about my color. Obviously I've had experiences where, yeah, as the color that I am, but I don't think people realize my mom's quarter cast. You know, my mom's not even mixed. So, but my dad was, as he would describe himself, and he was Blick. Um, so that's why the color in me does come out. So, you know, I am a lot darker. Um, and as I say, growing up, it was like, you know, I, I never really thought about it. You know, I've never really, you know, even here, being with you guys today, it's, you know, I'm proud to be represented with you guys. Um, but at the same time, the way that I look at life, and again, it doesn't matter if you're white, you're black, you're Chinese, it can be anything. It doesn't matter if you're a cleaner, it doesn't matter if you're a superstar, you are the same in my eyes. And I think that's how I approach life. And I think the world would be a better place if everyone wants to approach it like that. So for me, it was hard. It's, I don't see it that way. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I, I, you know, I think, yeah, that's just how I approach it. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. And I've never really looked to seek out, you know, my fellow black colleagues or friends. As I say, it doesn't matter if you're white, it doesn't matter if you're black, I'll still approach you the same way. I definitely approach everyone the same way. Yeah. But you know, sometimes, like, you just, if you want to, like, a rice and peas, then you want some rice and peas, isn't it? <laughs> like, you just... Yeah, yeah. And there's, cer there's certain things that you're just going to understand through, like, experiences that you've had and and stuff like that, and um, I, I think I've been fortunate enough, kind of like how, how Louis has, especially like growing up in London, like in my class there were black people, people from Hong Kong, Thailand, Bangladesh, India, South Africa, America, Australia, um, all in one class. So there wasn't ever um, like any racism within our school, like at, at that time. However, as people of color, I live in LA now, and even like when I was back home, I am reminded that I'm black every day. Right. Like just in just one instance somewhere, and kind of annoying. Yeah. Like I would, I, I would like to just go a day where it's just like, oh no, I'm just a person actually. That would feel and just be very nice. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. <laughs> um, but I, 
I wouldn't say that I actively seek it out. It's just found me when I've needed it, which has been really nice. And um, I think it's just about building your your network of people around you that that you trust and like and love and kind of like you know support you in that same way you do <laughs> at the end there. Um, but it's yeah, I think I think with what we do as well, it's. Um, it is important to be represented and also now that we're adults understand how we're representing everybody else and there are sometimes like certain questions that you might need to ask or certain things that you might need to change in a script because it's not okay and I think being aware of that and speaking up when when you need to um is just yeah of the utmost importance Mm. because like we want to we want to evolve man all of us um, yeah. I, I think we want to take questions. Um, so, yeah, we want to take questions. So soon there'll be a mic brought up, and if y'all have anything, you can come up and talk But you know, while we're waiting for that. Right. Picking back up. Yeah. Um, so similar but different um, to, like, everyone's stories, kind of. Um, I grew up in Tennessee, very white, very suburban area. We had mostly white, um, like, probably 13% black, and, like, some, like, Mexican. And that was like the majority of like my whole life growing up. Um, and then I decided I would go to an HBCU for college, a historically black college or university. I went to, um, it was in Pennsylvania, which is apparently like most of the HBCUs are in the South. So I was completely opposite. I was like, I'm getting away from the South. I'm going <laughs> up North and there's a school up North where I can hang out. Um, and I wasn't like a, a clear choice of like, I want to go where the black people are. It was more of like, I have scholarships to all these schools, but this school gives me a full ride. Like they were already like okay. She's real, intellectual, <laughs> real. But like so, I mean, and so once I got there and I like had those experiences and I went through school, it's just like it opened up a whole like different world of like thinking to me because when I grew up in Tennessee, I didn't really see see the racism. I didn't think that there was really that much going on, but there were things that happened my senior year that made me feel like oh. Like, kids in my age, like, it's not dying out. Like, it's still here. Um, and I knew, I knew, like, in Tennessee, it's very clear. Like, in the South, it's very clear. You know, if you go where their Confederate flag is, don't go over there. But if you're anywhere else, it's pretty, like, casual. And people are really great. Like, I had really great friendships with, like, even older white women that you probably would never think would, like, they have a big old Southern accent. Hey, y'all. Hi, honey. Like, they're really great. Um, just, like, really close relationships. So I think that... This is duality and like, yeah, like anybody can be any way and you have to be prepared for that. There are great white people who are cool and there are white people who are not. There are black people who are awful and there are white people who are not. I tend to have find more cool black people, but that's just life. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the food, yeah, like potato salad is not universal. <laughs> just so you know. And again, I think obviously you do have certain areas like that in the UK, but I think it's more, as I say, I may be blind to it or I don't pay attention to it, you know, because for me, I'm the same. We're all the same. You know, love is taught, hatred is taught. So the way that you've got to look at it is like, you know what, if, if you do receive it, okay. At the end of the day, the way that I look at it is not everyone is that way. Not everyone has that view. Not everyone has that approach. Some people may not have been taught correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, everything starts at home, and that's what I'm a big believer of. Everything starts at home. So, 
Um, yeah, as I say, for me, it's like war off a duck's back. You know, I get on with it. End of the day, I've got bills to pay. <laughs> you know, we've got, we've all Don't got we our all? own lives. So, yeah. Yeah, um, with like what um, Luke said, it sort of has always found me when I needed it. Um, it's a really nice way to put it. Um, in high school, I went, you know, I go to school in New York, so I live in New York, so it's like a really diverse place, but my high school was um, probably mostly white, um, then secondary, there was a lot of uh, Asian population, and then everyone else, so <laughs> sort of at the bottom uh, in terms of percentages, but um, my friend group was pretty diverse, and um, I just remember in like senior year of high school, all of the, in my AP English class, like all of the people of color ended up sitting in the same like corner of the room. And so then we joked that it was the minority corner. Um, and that sort of like joke sort of took us through the rest of the year. And it's just like, oh, you know, we all kind of, you find each other and you sort of cling together um, because just sometimes it just feels like they're just talking about a lot of stuff that is not from my like background or experience um, with like the references and to things that are not references that I know. Um, and then just like moving forward, I was on Twitter probably talking about Harry Potter and everyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I love Harry Potter. So at some point, and I don't know who this person was, they tweeted at me and they were like, oh, you should check out the Wizard Team podcast. It's two black girls talking about Harry Potter. And I'm like, I'm already there. Um, and like, I don't know who this person was. Like, I don't remember how I found you, like who it was, but it came to me when I needed it because they were on episode three three years ago, and I was like, I found my people, and now we're, and now we're like basically now best friends, <laughs> and like essentially family, and it's just amazing that sometimes you just find the community that you need when you need it, so um, yeah. We have not a lot of time, so let's, let's take these questions, questions. right here. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, who else has a question? So this question is mostly for Luke and Louie, but also a place to vent for everyone else. Um, with Lavender, was it known that they changed the act? Like, because she's written in the cast like list as lavender but was it known on set that like when she didn't have any lines she was black and then she turned white when she was a love interest or was that something that was a surprise as well to us. Luke. <laughs> yeah. Luke. that was here, after my time with the movies <laughs> so um i won't be able to comment on that at all i i just don't know I honestly don't know. Good question. <laughs> Good question. We have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Lavender Brown have... was brown. That's the short of it. We only have five minutes. Period. Yeah. We got five minutes. Listen so we to the, listen to the podcast but, and come yeah. talk to us. Yeah. We will, talk we will. to us about it. We can give you way more than five minutes on that one. <laughs> hey, bud. Hey. Um, so first of all, pop, pop. Pop, pop! I was trying so hard not to, thank you. Since you walked in. Uh, second of all, um, do you have like a favorite memory on set that you would like to share or something that really stuck out to you while you were filming? Um, for me, I think it was when James, Oliver, and myself um, just made up this elaborate story of how James got a pockmark on his left cheek. Um, and we told one of our ADs, 
that um, he and his brother climbed over a fence onto a farmer's field and he got shot in the face with a BB oh. gun um, because he was trespassing. And she believed us for about five years, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was about five years. And um, then in, in the end, she was like, I think someone just dropped it. I don't know, I don't know how she found out, but she was furious, but also, I mean, it was, it was great. <laughs> Uh, favorite scene, filming, or just, sorry, what's the question there? Just like in general, like uh, while you were on set, like what did you, was there a moment that you like stuck out to you? Yeah, when I was stood on a table as high as the ceiling um, in the uh, room of requirement with Tom um, and the stunt director being like, guys, and the director, like, right, guys, we're going to start. Look scared. I'm like, yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't need to look scared. I am scared. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I am bricking it. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that, was, that was the moment for me. Thanks. But thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to cap it at hey. this last person because we are okay. short hey, on hey. time. Yeah. Hello. So yeah. my name is Kimberly. And Hi, Kimberly. I, hey, Kim. One, I have Kimberly. to say thank you, guys. I went to, I grew up in rural, really rural Texas, where my, I was one of three black people in my entire school. And so reading these books and... Um, seeing the movies and seeing black characters just really, really spoke to me. Um, but I do have a question is, so I know you said in the moment you weren't like looking around on set like, oh, not really a lot of black faces. But when you were outside of that, did anyone ever approach you and say, hey, did you notice that there weren't any other people there? You know, have you, you know, thought about that? And, and yeah, basically did anyone else actually come to you and say that? Yeah, some, some people had come up to me and said that. Um, and like I said before, it was usually them kind of being like, thanks for being there. Like, I mean, it, I couldn't imagine Lee Jordan be changing from black to any other race. Um, and yeah, they, they noticed it, they, they saw it, and, and I think it was something that they, they felt happy to be represented. And um, that just made me feel so lucky and fortunate to have been a part of something like yeah. this. It was, it was just so, I mean, like we know it is huge, but um, to be like one of the only people, I wasn't even really gonna be cast in the movie because they thought I looked too young and sounded too young. And um, because I had all this energy and whatever, <laughs> I ended up booking the role. And it was, yeah, such a major, part of it that, um, that I'm just so happy that's been a part of my life, even. Mine's more of a joke, because um, obviously, yeah, I, as I said, never really thought about it, but a friend of mine comments like, yo, Louis, would you get a scholarship to get in Hogwarts? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, actually, my mom killed a lot of people. <laughs> my mother is worth a lot of money yeah. all of Don't her ask husband. questions as that, to why. That was what I would, you know, and that was, I think, obviously, I was just like, nah, my mom's rich, bro. <laughs> you know, she killed a lot of people and got the wealth, so. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry, <laughs> allegedly. I do. Just I, telling on your mama. Just not doing anything a lot of millionaires have not done or not currently doing, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have 15 seconds. Yeah, can you do it? Yeah, Let's do it. You can do it. Um, if you guys had the opportunity to play a dis, um, yeah, ancestor of y'all's characters for Fantastic Beasts, would you take it? Ooh. Hell yes. <laughs> I was going to say, is that yes. a, sign me up. 
Yes. Sorry, someone speak to J JK. T yes. Tell her I'm, I'm, I would jump at that opportunity in a heartbeat. Let's yeah. make That's it a great, a great question. Great question. Thank you. Before I thank, go, thank guys, you so much. honestly, I just want to say I will be getting a photo with you all. Um, I always, will, I will always thank the people that have brought me here, and you know, LeakyCon. Thank you again. I think we Absolutely. we all get brought together because of you know what LeakyCon do. So. Again, thank you so much, Leaky Con. Yes. And thank you, thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Texas. Thank, thank you, America. You all. Let's go. Right. Can I? Uh, sorry, I know I'm gonna get in trouble, but let's. Um, I'm just gonna do a selfie, a video. I'm getting in like, it as well. Hey guys. So again, let's thank Leaky Con. One, two, three. Thank you, Leaky Con. <laughs> Woo! I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the panel. Um, let's. Do MVP and benched. Okay, I um, would like to MVP all of the black Potterheads that we ran into um, at LeakyCon and who made the Hogwarts BFC panel so much fun. But I would also like to give a special shout out to Ahmad, who was the last question of the day, and he said pop pop in front of Luke Youngblood, who also plays Magnitude on Community, and I had been holding that in for the whole day. And it was so cathartic. And so I see you. I miss you, br bruh. Like, I love you. Let's get this wizard team band thing going. <laughs> you are a real one. You are my MVP. Um, I am going to MVP all the Black Hogwarts students. Nice. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Yeah. All right. So do you know who you're going to bench? Benched? Um, I'll bench... Spaces that don't make black people feel safe or welcome or included. It's a very good bench. Um, I'm all, I'm going to bench J.K. Rowling in Universal <laughs> Studios. Um, I think that there should have been a better, um, more attention paid. I'm still mad about Lavender Brown. Um, and I think that the... the as you can see from the conversation that we had with Lewis and Luke, they're very thoughtful. They're very smart. And I know that they were just kids, but I wish that they had bigger roles and um, and were able to participate in all of the films. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for listening. On Wednesday, we will resume our regular schedule, and we'll be discussing Chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows: Magic is Might. Um, make sure to read and follow along if you want to join the conversation on Twitter at we Black and Nerds hashtag Wizard Team. Don't forget to use the um, Black Wizard History hashtag all throughout the month of February. Um, and yeah, and you can follow the guest on today's panel um, at LeakyCon, which is a yearly convention that we go to now mm -hmm. um, and are a part of staff sometimes um, at Constar Twenty Four. At Portia, P-O-R-S-H-E-A, underscore Obvi, O-B-V-I. At Luke, Lewis Cordice, um, he's on Instagram, at L Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, underscore Cordice, C-O-R-D-I-C-E. And at Luke, underscore Youngblood, on Instagram as well. By the way, Luke Youngblood is also, like, best friends with um, Missandra from Game of Thrones and those pictures are popping all the time like just just black magic cool follow him <laughs> yes follow follow him follow all of them and we will talk to you on twitter and on wednesday yep